Broken Bulbs is a proud member of the Create Fine and is produced by Mecco Radio. I went to work for a consulting firm that had hired me to uh, help them set up a strategy consulting group. And while I was there, they had an international uh, strategy team and I got an invitation to join that team, which I thought was really exciting. And then I got onto the team and I realized pretty quickly that they had a lot of bright people that were super excited to do this great work, but the work wasn't really, it hadn't come to fruition yet. It, it wasn't, they were like prepping to have the team go do this stuff. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined by Ashley Nichols once again. She's a fantastic guest and previously guested on episodes 83 and 114 of Broken Bulbs, which I highly recommend you check out both of those. That's 83 and 114. As a technology consulting executive, Ashley has worked with leaders from the White House to Wall Street and beyond. Her book, Tech to Save the World, is a conversational guide to changing the world. She used her own passion for people and technology when writing the book, but she also joined a team at work that had no work to do. That's coming up after the break. Hey guys, real quick before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening and thank you for all the ways that you offer support, whether it's through reviews or sharing it with a friend or family member who you think would get something out of this episode. If you want to find more ways to support us, you can go to mechoradio.com slash support. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support. Again, that's mechoradio.com slash support. And with that, let's get on to today's show. Ashley Nichols, ready to talk about yet another one of your broken bulbs? Let's do it. Okay, so let's talk about some of the opportunities that you have. Of course, we all have, you know, tons of opportunities that come up in our lives, some better than others. Sometimes we might take the wrong one. So tell me about uh, this time when you walked through perhaps the wrong door and uh, noped out of there, as they as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I've done this a few times, uh, and I've been very lucky to uh, fail my way to success, as one might say. Um, so the first time was I, after I finished uh, my undergraduate degree in journalism, I decided to go straight for a master's degree. Uh, to be candid, my journalist professors said, hey, uh, you're not going to have a job because Twitter is taking over newspapers. So figure out something else. So all right, I'll be flexible. I'll go get a master's. I'll work at a college. I love college education. So I went on to get my master's in higher education administration uh, and realized in the third week that higher education in the United States is, un is unfortunately very business driven. A lot of decisions are made from the business perspective, the finance perspective. I'm an idealist that really didn't work for me at the time, unfortunately. But I was three weeks into this very expensive program that was going to take two years. And I was like, well, I am through this door and I'm going to stick it out for at least a little bit uh, just to finish it out. So while there, I did a lot of um, internships, experiences, practicums, things like that to try and like learn more and try to really find a fit. And unfortunately, at the end of it, I, I left stepped out of the door and was more kicked out of it because I, when, after I graduated, uh, I did 20 face to face interviews for jobs at colleges and did not get a single offer. Uh, and up to that point in my life, I'd gotten an offer for pretty much any job that I'd interviewed for. So that was a really big wake up call for me that uh, maybe people could tell that my heart wasn't in this. So I was unceremoniously booted out the door there. And so then at that point, I had two choices. 
I could either go through the door that I already knew, which was to go work at a theme park that I'd, I'd done summer programs with for the last couple of years, or I could take an unpaid internship at the Department of State in Washington, D.C., and I, I weighed those two actually pretty heavily. And I wound up taking out a loan to be able to afford to live in the city uh, and moved out to D.C. for the summer. Uh, and I actually wound up working with a great organization out there. I stayed with them for the summer and then they hired me back as a contractor uh, later in the year, which really led to me having this really fun and, and enjoyable career in, in federal consulting and supporting uh, government agencies. But that wasn't my last time that I stepped back away from a door. After that great job, I did a few jumps around. One of the jumps that I did wind up making was I went to work for a consulting firm that had hired me to uh, help them set up a strategy consulting group. And while I was there, they had an international uh, strategy team. And I got an invitation to join that team, which I thought was really exciting. They We were supposed to be traveling to you know, London and Singapore and Saudi Arabia and supposed to be doing consulting work all around the world. It was truly a dream come true. And I threw myself through that door. And then I got onto the team and I realized pretty quickly that they had a lot of bright people that were super excited to do this great work, but the work wasn't really, it hadn't come to fruition yet. It, it wasn't, they were like prepping to have the team go do this stuff. There were some events over the course of the year that that work didn't really come to fruition at all. So I had a team, I'm sitting there with a team of 26 people, all of us kind of looking at each other, like, how do we spend our time? And I realized pretty quickly, I was like, okay, I'm not going to stick this one out for too long, but while I'm here, let me try and make the most of it. So I spent most of my days working with the more junior team members, trying to help them do uh, build up some professional skills that they could leverage for their next role. Um, I had them I had them go through some trainings that I created for them on management consulting skills. I supported some of them uh, as they actually actually were looking for new jobs um, after after we'd get out of the work day. And so that was a really interesting scenario where I'd stepped through the door and I didn't even have my hand off the doorknob before I knew I was going to step away from it. But I stayed in a lo- just long enough to try and make a little bit of a difference before stepping back out uh, and taking a different job, um, which I still have to this day. I love that. I think it's really admirable that you didn't just walk in there, say, oh, there's nothing going on. Well, I'll just sit around too and just take a paycheck that you went in and you said, okay, but there are people in this door. There are people in this room and you interacted with them, you worked with them and you helped each other develop and improve and grow as individuals and professionals. And I think, I just think that's just the most phenomenally honest and good thing for somebody to do. Cause I feel like so many people would just been like, well, I guess we're hanging around, do, you know, doing nothing. What is it that made you go in there with that attitude and say, you know, I know I'm gonna leave, but I'm gonna make sure this is better after I get out. I was a first-generation college student. I I had a lot of polish that I I went through a lot of polishing, you know, essentially to be who I am in my career today. I had a lot to learn, you know. I I did not come from a white-collar background, and I you know was getting to know some of the the folks that were in this new team, and I could see, you know, they had so much passion, they had so much curiosity, they had so much interest, and it was just it was not being utilized in the way that it should, and I knew that they were going to have really exceptional careers. But I also knew that to do the things that they wanted to do, they had to be able to say something for the time that they spent on the team that we were on together. And so I was like, okay, if I was a hiring manager, 
looking at this person who spent XYZ time at a company, what are the things that I'd like to see from them? And I, I just started to create opportunities of like, okay, creating deliverables. Uh, so-and-so, I need you to make me a deck on this by tomorrow, close a business, quick turn deliverables. There you go. And then like, we would sit and talk through the resume of, well, you can say that you submitted uh, quick turn deliverables because I asked you to do that myself. Um, so I tried to basically, you know, I've been really lucky to have a lot of managers in my life um, to help me learn and grow. And so I tried to be, I, I really just tried to pass that on to the junior folks that I was working with, because I wouldn't be the professional that I am if it weren't for the mentorship of the leaders that I had had. So I really just tried to pass that on. And I, I know, and I've actually seen that now they are doing the same team thing to folks that they work with. So it's really wonderful to see it continue on. That is really cool. That mentality of Im- improving the things that are around us and and creating opportunities, right? Like, it's not like they had to do all of that, but you said, oh, look, I, you know, here's the situation, you know, and I just find that endlessly fascinating because I think I'm a lazy person and I don't think I would have done the same thing. So I, I'm just very impressed. At the end of every episode, I like to have the guests brag a little bit. So tell us what's working for you now, which actually ties in very nicely with this idea of making these little differences. So fill us in, where can people find you and support the work that you're doing? Absolutely. So I am proud to say that I'm publishing a book. Um, It's called Tech to Save the World. It should be out by now, hopefully, depending on when this airs. Um, So you can find out more about it at www.techtosavetheworld.com. And I hope that what you take away from from hearing about that or or thinking about reading it is that uh, it's like any other door in front of you. I mean, you can open it and peek your head in and decide it's not for you, but you may uh, throw it open and find a whole wide world of things to love. So if you want to make a difference in the world, or if you've been thinking about making some career changes, I highly, highly ask that you check it out and let me know what you think. You can find me on LinkedIn at Ashley C. Nichols. Fantastic. And I'm going to have links to everything that you do down in the show notes. By the time this episode comes out, hopefully you're onto some new ventures potentially, and I'll make sure that I link those as well. So Ashley, thank you once again for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. What doors are we walking through? And what are we contributing when we walk through those doors? Even if we aren't directly benefiting, how can we make this a better place? Special thank you to Ashley Nichols for joining me and being willing to talk about her broken bulbs once again. Be sure to check out her work, including Tech to Save the World, which, of course, I've linked in the show notes. You can also listen to Ashley and I have another conversation or two on episodes 83 and 114, both fantastic episodes and if you want to support broken bulbs and the rest of the work i do please visit mechoradio.com slash support that's m-e-c-h-o radio.com slash support or just click the first link in the show notes broken bulbs is produced by mecho radio and we are of course a proud member of the create fine i alex williams was your host the podcast artwork is by bethany gefsison and the music we use is by brian claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.